Okay, so normally this is the time where we have a, a children's moment, but because we're starting uh, the kids' Christmas worship today, I'm just going to send you all out. You guys can just go on out to Children's Church this morning. So any kiddos uh, ages three through fifth grade are welcome to go on out. Uh, they are going to start learning some of their Christmas songs, and they're also going to be talking about what it means uh, to prepare, to prepare for Advent. So you'll have to ask them when they come back what they've learned about preparing. So we are in week three of our series, In All Things. Uh, and the premise for this series uh, comes from a scripture from Romans uh, chapter 8, verses 28, that says, For we know that in all things God works together with those who love him for the good. Yes, we know that God works together with those who are called according to his purpose. And so not only does God work for good, and not only does God cause all things to work together for good, uh, this scripture, when you get down into the nitty-gritty of it, tells us that God works together with those who love him to make good. God works together with us. And at Fusion, we believe that God calls us to work together with God in all things, right? That's what the scripture says, in all things. And so in this series, uh, we have been looking at some of the things that we think that God is calling us to join him in as a Fusion family. And this series is to spark the things uh, for you to think about for the rest of your life. How is God calling you to work with God in all things. So this past week, uh, we had our, our annual charge conference, uh, which is something that every church uh, in, in the United Methodist uh, Dakotas Conference does. We had our annual meeting with our district superintendent, where we do some of the business of the church that helps us to get ready for the year ahead. And we presented our 2024 budget, and we confirmed uh, our new lead team members, and, and we talked about what God is up to at Fusion. And our district superintendent, uh, Rebecca Trevs, she invited us to share in two questions. And I wanted to bring those two questions to you all to you today uh, and invite you to have a time of reflection in them as well. The first question uh, that Rebecca asked is, what about fusion are you giving thanks for or celebrating? So I want to give you a moment, turn to your neighbor, uh, and, just, and just think for a moment, reflect for a moment, what is something about this church, what is something about Fusion that you are giving thanks for? Go ahead, I'll give you like 30 seconds, discuss. I'm hearing some very quiet murmurings. I'm celebrating and giving thanks for so many things at Fusion this year. I am giving thanks for uh, our connection with Dakota Wesleyan, which is growing and growing. I am giving thanks for uh, thriving kids and youth programs. I am giving thanks for our young professionals small group that is in our second semester of meeting, and we're learning more and more about what it means to be a community. I'm giving thanks for all of the people that serve and make Sunday mornings happen. I'm giving thanks for all the people who are stepping up and stepping out. People uh, like our students, we've had two students, Dakota Wesleyan students, preach this semester at Fusion. 
We've had people who have stepped up uh, to lead and to coordinate events. And there is so much that I am giving thanks to God for at Fusion. Now, the second question that Rebecca uh, posed to us, and I invite you all to share with a neighbor, is what are your hopes and dreams for Fusion in the next year and the years to come? Well, this one might be a little bit harder, but I'm going to let you give you, again, 30 seconds, talk with your neighbor. Do you have hopes and dreams for Fusion in the coming years? So my biggest hope and dream in 2024 is to see this momentum that has been created in the last year just skyrocket. And I believe that is exactly what investing in partnering with God uh, in all things will do. That's exactly what will happen when we invest and when we partner with God in all things. And that's what this series has been about. It's been two parts. It's been one part, looking, what it, looking at what it means to invest and to join God in all things. And it's been one part, visioning for what God has in store for Fusion next. And I believe that in 2024, we are invited by God into a season of growth. I believe that we are called to work together with God in investing in one another in investing in our church, in our community, and investing our resources in God's kingdom. And so we started this series a couple weeks ago by talking about investing in one another. Pastor Steve shared his story about the people who invested their time in him as a young adult. People who took the time and the risk, which was his words, not mine, uh, to build a relationship with him. And Steve encouraged us to take a look at who we are investing in. He asked us, who is our plus one? And we talked about how in 2024, we're gonna launch these fusion dinner clubs as a way to invest in one another. And these aren't small groups or Bible studies, but they are intentional ways that we can get to know the people who call fusion home so that we can have a stronger community. Because part of our values at Fusion is to create a place of belonging. And so in these dinner groups, we hope to create a greater sense of belonging in this church community. And then in week two of this series, last week, we had a Dakota Wesleyan student, Caitlin Christensen, share her story. Uh, and she shared an amazing story about how she's found deep meaning in investing in her church and her community. And Caitlin has been a part of Fusion since she was in elementary school. And, and throughout her years, uh, uh, her school years and into college, she's tried different ways to serve and ultimately found a passion in service and outreach. And she challenged us just to try something, just to say yes, just to take one step. And I challenged you all last week uh, to invest by praying for your church, praying for fusion, and, and for, for investing in your community and finding one way to serve in your church and one way to serve in your community. And so I know many of you already do this. And I love seeing all the ways that you give of your time and your talents to serve in children's church or to be in the band or to share baked goods out in the lobby or to join us as we served in the love feast like we did a couple weeks ago or at the Abbott house or the many, many other ways that you all are stepping out to serve. And it's one of the things that I love about Fusion is your dedication to serving. Now, this week, I want to talk about what it means to partner with God to invest our resources in God's kingdom. 
Now, I know what you're thinking, because I've heard you make jokes and comments for the past three weeks as you've anticipated this Sunday. After week one of this series, someone actually said to me, I was sitting in my seat going, please don't ask me to give, please don't ask me to give, please don't ask me to give. And I've heard, I've heard you say things like, oh, you're talking about money this Sunday? <laughs> I think I'm sick that day. I will not be there, right? Nobody likes to talk about money. Nobody likes to talk about giving. And let me let you in on a little secret. Even pastors don't really like it sometimes because we know how uncomfortable it is. We know that talking about money is awkward and that asks of money often come with this feeling of guilt. And I know that there are people here today where money is extremely tight and you're barely staying afloat. Or that money is a bit of a sore subject for you. And as we talk about investing our resources today, I want to start off by saying, I hear you and I see you. This is not a Sunday to guilt you into giving or to make you feel bad. Uh, please do not feel guilt or pressure from today. That is not what I want. Because your value to God and your value to fusion is not in the amount of money you give. And I also know that there are people here today who are just checking out church. Maybe this is your first time at Fusion, and there is nothing worse than your first Sunday being at a church, being asked to give your money. So let me just say, if you're checking out Fusion for the first time, I hope you see this not as a bad Sunday to have come check out Fusion, but as a great opportunity to hear our heart for all we hope for God to do in and through us as a community of believers. We know that money is tough to talk about. But the reality is that if we are to talk about what it means to partner with God in all things, that includes our resources. And Jesus talked about money quite a lot in his short time on earth. And if it was something that was important for him to spend time on, it's something that we too should be paying attention to and talking about. And so let's face it, as awkward as it is to talk about, we know we have questions about it, right? How much should we save? How much should we be investing? How much money is enough? What can I do with my money? And Jesus addresses money in one of his most famous, famous sermons, often referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. This is Matthew chapter 6. And he says this. He says, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where the moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there is the desires of your heart. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. And when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, and you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Jesus says, don't store up your treasures on earth. Instead, invest in the things of heaven. Because where you invest is where you will find your heart. And then Jesus almost kind of like changes the subject, it feels like. Right? He has this kind of like squirrel moment. And he starts to talk about our eyes and, and how your eye is like a lamp of your body. And when your eye is healthy, so is your body. But something I learned not too long ago is that there's this idiom in Jewish culture. 
Now, you know what an idiom is, right? Uh, It's a saying like, it's raining cats and dogs, or go the extra mile. They're these descriptive phrases, right? There's this phrase in Jewish culture called having a good eye. Now, we have this phrase in our culture too, right? Having a good eye means you saw something from far away or you caught something that nobody else did. But in Jewish culture, to have a good eye means that you are generous. It means you're looking out for the needs of others. Or you are look, you're looking at something with a perspective of love. A good eye is looking out for others and a bad eye is only looking out for him or herself. So Jesus actually isn't changing the conversation. He isn't just getting distracted and talking about something else in the middle of talking about money. He says, store up your treasures in heaven, not on earth. And when you have a good eye, your whole body will be filled with light. When you look out for the needs of others, when you are generous, when you are looking for something with the perspective of love, your whole body is filled with light. But when you have a bad eye, when you only look out for yourself, your body is filled with darkness. There's another prominent story in scripture where Jesus uh, talks about money, and it's often referred to as the rich young ruler. This is in Mark chapter 10. And a man runs up to Jesus and he asks, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds, well, you know the commandments, and he rattles them off. And the man replies, I've obeyed all of these things since I was young. And scripture scripture says that Jesus looks at the man, and he felt genuine love for him. And Jesus said to him, there is still one thing you haven't done. Go and sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And then Mark says that the man went away sad, for he had many possessions. There's a theme here. A theme of treasures on earth versus treasures in heaven. A theme of investing yourself or investing in yourself or choosing to invest in the things of God. And Jesus is calling the man to let go of the things that matter in this world. And instead, invest in the things of heaven. And last week, uh, Caitlin talked about the Lord's Prayer and how we pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And when Jesus talks about storing up our treasures in heaven, I don't think that it's some arbitrary call to poverty, to not store up treasures on earth. No, I think that storing up treasures in heaven means investing our resources in ways that brings God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I don't think that Jesus was just calling this man to sell all his possessions and be poor. I think he was calling him to sell his possessions and invest his money in the kingdom of heaven on earth. If this man wanted his whole life to be filled with light, like our scripture in Matthew tells us, he needs to have a good eye. He needs to be generous. He needs to keep an eye out with the perspective of love to look after others. To invest in the things of heaven, the things that have eternal significance, not the things of this earth. 
And so we too are called to invest in the things of heaven. As we pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, God is inviting us to partner with him to make that come to fruition. God is looking to bring heaven to earth and he invites us to be a part of it. Isn't that incredible? So many of us are searching for purpose in our life. We are asking God, what are we to do? And God is saying, join me in bringing heaven to earth. Join me in these things that have eternal significance. Invest your whole self into these things. Invest your time, invest your talents, and invest your resources. That is when you will be filled with light. That is when you will find your purpose. When you invest your whole self into the things of heaven. This means investing your time in one another. This means investing your talents in your church, in your community. And this means investing your resources in God's kingdom. Now I've seen you all as the body of Christ and as the people of Fusion do this many times. I've seen you band together to provide gift cards for families at Christmas time. I've seen you support new foster families. I've had phone calls with you uh, where you've said, hey, I'm working with this family at my job and and they can't pay off this bill. And and if Fusion can pay this much, I I think I can chip in this much and we can help them cover it so that they can get their rental application approved and they can have a, a warm place to sleep tonight. I've seen you with your good eyes, looking out for the people and investing and bringing heaven to earth. And I wanna see that grow even more. And Paul says in the church of Corinth, he encourages them in their generosity. This is uh, Corinthians 2, or 2 Corinthians. Uh, He says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor and their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then the bread to eat. And in the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. There's so many good things to unpack in this scripture that we aren't going to get to today. But what is clear to me is that the one who plants generously gets a generous crop. And it's not just for others, it's for ourselves too. When you are generous, you get to experience the kingdom of God made real on earth, and that is the beauty of it. Your generosity makes the kingdom of heaven real on earth. 
And I believe that fusion is in the business of joining God to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And I want to plant even more of those seeds. And I believe that God calls each and every one of us to invest. To invest our time, our talents, our gifts, and our resources. And so each week, I've presented you all uh, as the people of fusion with an opportunity to invest. This week is no different. As we talk about investing our resources, here's my invitation to you. As you look to 2024, just as we've talked about in the last two weeks, I encourage you to take one step of faithfulness. It doesn't have to be big. I just invite you to take one step. What is your next step? So when it comes to investing your resources, here's what I would suggest. If you're not giving, start. Give something, anything, even if it's just $1. And if you're giving, give consistently. What if you gave $1 every single week or every month? And if you're giving consistently, give more. Stretch your gift. See what more you can do. Now, like I said, there is absolutely no pressure in this. Like I said earlier, Jesus does not love you more or less based on how much you give. Fusion and I don't love you more or less based on how much you give. But like Paul says in 2 Corinthians, each of you gets to decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure but give cheerfully and with joy because you are excited to be a part of bringing heaven to earth. Because you believe that God will do good things with your acts of faithfulness. And don't give because you feel guilt or shame. Give out of joy because it's exciting that God is inviting us to join him in this beautiful and important and holy work. I will admit I have not always been a joyful giver. I have given faithfully and consistently to the church since I was a senior in college. Every month, every paycheck. When I was in college and when I was newly married and when I was making pennies through the highs and the lows. Now, I don't say this to brag, but to put my money where my mouth is because I would never ask you to do something that I don't do myself. I believe in the faithful work of giving your resources to God. But I will admit, it has not always felt like an act of cheerful giving. Sometimes it's felt like it's been out of obligation because it's what I know God calls me to, but not necessarily because I've seen the beauty in it. Even as I was preparing this series, I was starting to think and pray like, Okay, God, I know I fall into that third category, right? I've given, I've given consistently, and I know I'm in the category of needing to stretch my giving. But frankly, I'm not sure I want to. I've got plans for that money. My husband, Adam, and I, we've got things we're saving for. We've got medical expenses. We've got things we want to use that money on. So I'm not sure I really want to stretch my gift. And often I've given because I know I should, because it's an act of faithfulness. 
But as I studied these scriptures on giving and as God has reminded me of the beauty and the honor of getting to invest my resources to make heaven come to earth, I have to admit I'm inspired. God has spoken to me through this series and through these reminders. I want to stretch my giving. I want to invest more of my own resources to see more seeds sown and more crops harvested. I'm in it with you. And I'm ready to give more out of joy, not obligation. So let's talk details. I know some of you want to see the practicality of it. What does your giving go to? We have a little handy graphic that I think is going to be on the screen here. With the help of uh, some of our finance team, we were able to break down where does a dollar at Fusion go? A dollar, uh, 11 cents of it goes to children's ministry, 10 cents to youth ministry, 9 cents to college ministry, 15 cents to worship, 24 cents to outreach and service projects and events, 8 cents to discipleship and small groups and teaching, and 25 cents to facilities and operations. When you look at it, it's pretty cool, all of the different ways that we get to use our dollar And most of them get to go straight to ministry, which is pretty awesome. Another way to look at this would be like this. If you give $10, that funds a chance uh, for me to get to bless a college student with a cup of coffee and sit across the table with them and ask them, how are you seeing God in your life? What do you think God is calling you to? How are you growing in your faith? $20 covers a free Bible that we give away at the Connection Desk, we give away uh, at Children's Church, we give away at Youth Group on Wednesday nights. $30 uh, buys supplies and crafts for uh, a week of Children's Church. $100 buys books for a Bible study or a small group. $300 funds a family fun night like we did this summer as we did outreach in our community. If you're feeling really adventurous and generous, $1,200 would buy our curriculum for children and youth ministries for a whole year. Now, I want to talk for a second about the children's and youth ministries in particular. We have 60-plus kids in our kids and youth program. Isn't that amazing? 60-plus kids. We are seeing incredible growth and momentum in our kids and youth ministries. And what if we could invest even more? What if we could grow our kids in our youth ministries to include something like a Wednesday night kids ministry? What if we could invest in someone and give them even more time to shepherd our kids and our youth and their families? These are the kinds of dreams that we have that we can work together with God to bring into fruition as we invest our resources. If every single adult in this room right now increased their giving by $4 a week, $4 a week, we could double our children's ministry budget and take it from 11% to 22% of our budget. How cool would that be, right? That means if you aren't giving anything, what if you started by giving $4 a week starting today? If you're giving $20 a week, uh, what if you upped that to $24 a week? Or maybe you can do even more than $4 a week, who knows? But how cool would it be to see the momentum that we are seeing continue to grow as we sow generously so that we might reap generously? 
My challenge for you today is to take some time and some prayer and see how God might be inviting you to invest. Like the past weeks, if you go to our events page, mitchellfusion.com backslash events, there's going to be a button that you can click on that will take you to a survey called Investing Your Resources. Now, this is just a survey. It doesn't take any of your money. All it does is act as a pledge. It gives you some options. Are you going to take that step of faith by giving for the first time? Of giving consistently? Or of growing and stretching your gift? It also has a spark to mark, mark if you have questions or if you just want to talk to somebody before you dive in. But I want to encourage you and challenge you to take some time to pray and to fill this out. QR code's on the screen, like I said. If you don't want to pull up your, your camera uh, in the middle of service, you can just go to our events page on our website. This is for you to make a commitment, and it's for us to help know where you're at. How might we be poised in 2024 for growth? And if you're not ready yet, that's fine too. Remember, this is no pressure. But friends, I believe that God is doing something beautiful with fusion. God is partnering with us to bring pockets of heaven to earth, and we get to be a part of it. I am filled with excitement for what this next year of fusion brings, and I just want you to be a part of it. We are a part of this beautiful invitation to partner with God in all things. Would you pray with me?